Hi, this is Danielle Cursa from The Jealous Curator, and this is episode 201 of Art for Your Ear. Now, thinking about today's episode actually makes my mouth water. Who loves cheesies, or cheese doodles, or Cheetos, or whatever you call them where you live? <laughs> I love them all. I don't care what they're called. I have a bag of them ready to go and an art installation covered in them for you this week. This combo pairs perfectly with my wonderful friend, artist consultant, Penny Lane Shen. She loves eating junk food and looking at art too. This is probably why we became friends the moment we met. So before we jump into this second installment of paint chips on Art for Your Ear, now with more cheese taste, I want to share a couple of aha moments that I've had recently. One is about patience, and the other revolves around self-worth. So, first, patience. Peter Coyne and I were talking about this a little bit at the beginning of last week's episode. FYI, I felt terrible that she thought I was insinuating that she was old and slow for taking two years on a project. Peta, that is not what I meant. She knows. I, I sure hope she knows. <laughs> anyway, what I did mean was, wow, People spend two years working on stuff? Yeah, they do. I have never given myself time. I am a very instant gratification kind of gal, so even taking a few weeks on one piece of art has literally never happened in my life. Maybe two or three days max, but that would be a huge deal. In my very first online art session with PETA, she talked a lot about embracing patience not only with my process, but also with myself. We talked about goals, little ones and really big ones. One of the super duper big goals was to have my work shown at MoMA someday. That is not gonna be an instant gratification situation. <laughs> that is gonna take time and work and more time and more work. And for the first time in my life, I am totally okay with that. Since I've been meeting with PETA, I think we started being in tandem partners in October or November of 2020. I have pushed my work further than I ever have. And then I pulled it back and tried pushing it in another direction and another direction after that. There have been major highs, days when I believed I was obviously a creative genius and lows when I thought, what is the point? This stuff is weird and will probably never leave my basement. The old me, pre-Gels curator, would have quit during one of those lows. The what's the point lows are the hardest, don't you think? But the new me refuses to quit. I want to be an artist with a capital A. And the only way to be an artist is to make art. So I do. Patiently. Open to change willing to experiment, and prepared for the lows because they're going to come. I just have to be ready. Now, speaking of experimenting, that's where patience, when it comes to process, plays into all of this. Over the years, since starting the podcast, I am sure you've heard me tell countless artists that I would love to try clay. Well, I bought some, and then it sat there for over a year. <laughs> I still hadn't even opened it until about two months or so after meeting PETA. I'm not sure what I was scared of. It's just clay. Anyway, I decided to just play around with it because if kindergartners can do it, surely I can too. I'd been making these mixed media altars on wood panels, sort of an ode to my womanhood and now very gone uterus. The pieces were really beautiful and ornate but that didn't feel really right. I certainly didn't feel beautiful and ornate at all. Honestly, I felt kind of betrayed by my body and all of the junk that was constantly growing in my abdomen from fibroids to cysts to random scar tissue and stuff you guys don't even want to know about. <laughs> so these beautiful altars needed some garbage. I can't remember if I've talked about this here or not, but one of my favorite things about being in Venice 
is walking around the streets in the evening looking for the homemade makeshift altars found in windowsills and weird little alcoves. They usually have a picture of a rosy-cheeked saint, some plastic flowers, maybe a candle, and yep, trash. Seriously, people will just toss a soda can or a candy wrapper or a cigarette butt in there. Aha, cigarettes! <laughs> and so began clay experiment number one. One, I made seven clay cigarettes just to see if I could. I could! I loved them, and I put one or two um, in each of my little in-progress altars. It wasn't enough. I needed more. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds more. That, however, would take time. Hours and hours and hours that I would never usually invest. Because there ain't no instant gratification in hours of making cigarettes. But... I knew, I just knew that the final result would be worth it. So for the past five months, I have spent countless hours making clay cigarettes to fill the altars meat ashtrays that are now my obsession. And guess what? There's a side benefit to this too. As I sit rolling clay cylinders in the palms of my hands with true crime documentaries playing in the background, obviously, I almost feel like I'm meditating. My hands are busy with something they now instinctively just know how to do, so my mind is free to wander. And let's face it, I'm going to be there for a while, so I might as well daydream a little bit. I use this time to think about my work, why I'm doing what I'm doing, what I want to communicate, and which personal secrets I want to infuse. As Peter and I were saying last week, not everyone needs to understand every symbol you sneak in there. Sometimes those are just for you. And honestly, they kind of feel like a little bit of magic to me. A little wink from me to me. These meditative moments have also given me time to realize that I need to be patient with my body too. After having major surgery last June to have my uterus and all those trouble making lumps removed, I've had almost an entire year now of pain and complications. But I will take a deep breath and remind myself that healing takes time. I'll continue to move slowly and just let my body do what it needs to do. Also silver lining, all of this is providing material to turn into art. More cigarettes and ashtrays? Uh, yep. So that's where I am in my personal pursuit of patience. And when it comes to bringing that into the studio, I'm finally giving myself time to build things and then tear them apart when they don't feel right. Because now I know if I listen to my instincts, I'm gonna get to a place where the work is doing what I want it to do. Wow, okay, that was a really long aha moment. <laughs> Hopefully you had enough patience to listen to the whole thing. Get it? It's a patience joke. Okay, moving on. So, aha slash observation number two is about worth, in all caps. I've talked about worth a lot over the past few years. It started when I wrote a big important art book, Now with Women. I had pitched that book just before the Me Too movement began. Long story short, that book was rejected by five out of six publishers because they didn't feel readers would buy a book about women artists in 2017. What? Anyway, Running Press believed in me and the book, you only need one publisher to say yes, um, so we made that book happen. While writing it, the idea of worth kept coming up over and over and over. It was in the news because of Me Too, uh, the Brett Kavanaugh trial, etc., etc. So many etc. Um, and as I interviewed the 45 women for the book, their stories kept touching on it as well. Self-worth, um, a creative life having worth, artwork having monetary worth and worth of your time, and stories that were worthy of telling. When I was in art school, I minored in art history in my first year, probably a month or so um, into one of my very favorite classes, I realized we hadn't learned about one woman yet. 
I, of course, wanted to be an artist whose work and story was in a textbook one day, so I put up my hand and asked, um, were there any women making art? My professor, who was amazing, said, yes, of course, there were thousands of women making art, but they weren't considered important enough to be documented by the art historians at the time. Um, what? Well, surely that was in the past, right? Nope, still happening. Anyway, I promised myself right then and there, at the ripe old age of 19, that I would blaze a trail for women artists. And then I quit, because the asshole who was my painting prof told me I'd never be good enough. And stupidly, I believed him. Yep, my self-worth took a huge hit. A few years later, in my early 20s, I found myself in an abusive relationship with a man who spent almost three years chipping away at me reminding me daily that I wasn't worthy of, well, anything. Luckily, all of that is in my rearview mirror. Or is it? When I worked as a graphic designer, up until about three years ago, I had no trouble asking to be paid. I'd invoice thousands of dollars without blinking. But selling my art? Oh, no, it's okay. You, you can just have it. Or, or let me cut you a huge deal. Oh, Danielle. Why, why, why? <laughs> I have gotten much better at this, mainly thanks to a few wonderful artists in my life, women like Jamie Smith, who happens to be the founder of Thrive, and Vancouver-based painter Rebecca Chaperone. They both very loudly <laughs> suggested that I make an official price list so that when someone inquired about a piece, I had a solid answer. A solid answer that I wasn't allowed to waffle on. As I'm sure you know, because I haven't stopped talking about it, I recently started a subscription-based newsletter as part of the Jealous Curator Media Empire. That's what Greg calls it, a media empire. Um, you might also know, or maybe not, that I haven't made any money from this said empire for the entire 12 years that it has existed. Why? Again, I don't know. Well, yes, I do. I was afraid to say, this isn't just a hobby. My work has worth. Anyway, I decided that, that it was finally time to say that out loud. That what I do with my daily posts, countless hours of research, and everything that goes into the Jealous Curator has value. So here comes the interesting aha moment. Okay, so I launched the No Such Thing as Too Much Art Society at the beginning of March, about six weeks ago. Granted, I had a panic attack as I flipped the switch because this was scary new territory, but I did it. Well, since then, since truly believing that my time and effort has worth, insane opportunities have been showing up in my inbox, DMs, etc. I have been working away for 12 years, every single day, without that many of those emails showing up. Well, that's okay. I love what I do, and I was never going to stop anyway, but... I can't help but notice a connection. I say out loud to the world, what I'm doing has worth. And suddenly, the world is emailing me to say, hey, you're an expert, we love what you do, and we want to work with you. There is something so powerful in standing up and saying, hey, look at me. I'm smart, and I have something to contribute. Who wants in on this action? Now, I'm not saying all women shy away from this, but we do have a reputation for keeping quiet. After all, so many of us were raised to be good girls who don't brag or rock the boat. Well, it may have taken until my late 40s, but I am ready to rock some boats, and I hope you are too. Oh, and a quick footnote to wrap this up before we eat some Cheetos. When I say worth, I'm not just talking about monetary worth. Yes, getting paid is good, but I'm also talking about taking ownership over your contributions in your workplace or your home or in the art studio and saying to yourself and everyone around you for that matter, what I do and think is important and has worth, all caps. If you do that, there is a very good chance the world will sit up and listen. Okay, I'm done. These are the things swirling around in my head lately, and because this is such an amazing community, I just had to share. 
Also, that's the benefit of having your own podcast. You can just say whatever you want. <laughs> All right, go and get your cheesies or Cheetos or cheese puffs, and let's get this episode underway. So Penny Lane and I recorded this about a month ago, but really, when it comes to art and chips, let's face it, the joy they bring is pretty much timeless. Ready? Here we go, calling Penny Lane Shen in Vancouver for installment number two of Paint Chips on Art for Your Ear. Hello, Penny Lane. Welcome to the second installment of Paint Chips on Art for Your Ear. So, so happy to be here, Danielle. You can't, I can't even tell you. I know. Well, you know, you are one of my junk food friends. Yeah. We love the deep fried. We love the crunchy and salty. We love the beige. We love the beige. Yeah. That's how you know it's been deep fried and you know that then you can dip it in some ranch and it'll be delicious. Yeah. I like it to be neutral and I like there to be a dip, right? Mm -hmm. Component. Well, funny you should say that. So, um, okay, everyone, transparency here. This is the second time Penny Lane and I are doing this. We actually recorded, she was my first guest before Martha. Um, And because she's Penny Lane and she does everything type A, she sent me six bags of chips. Seven bags, one surprise bag. One surprise bag that was in a brown paper bag, so I wouldn't know what it was until I opened it. Um, It was delicious and hilarious. But it was a lot, it was very chip heavy. It wasn't it was very, very crunchy. Yeah, it was very, very crunchy. crunchy, very yeah. ASMR. Is that what it's called? A- yes, very yeah. mukbang, very <laughs> ASMR. Yeah. So afterwards, I was like, I don't think I could even listen to that. I <laughs> ate all of the chips though. They're it was gone. A very intense chipment. Of, it was, uh, but that's why I love you. I was so happy when that arrived. But then I was like, Okay, these people want to hear about art. So I gotta I gotta chill out a tiny bit. Can we can we say the theme though? I had a theme yes. because as you said, I'm very type A. Even before type A, type pound signed, I like to call it. <laughs> um, but uh it was a array, a tour, if you will, of plane chips. So it was plain with P Lane. That was the theme. Yeah. And it was all different kinds of regular chips, but uh with you know, dip. And that, except for the surprise chipment, which was... Oh, oh my God. It still makes me kind of gag. Um, so the plain, ch- the, the surprise chips were cucumber flavored. Cucumber flavor. From some sort of... Lay's. Com- yeah. It was, like, it was, was it, Lay. Yeah. Was, was it like a Chinese brand? What was Korean? I, what was where, what market did you get that in? Yeah, it it was from a Asian market here, so various scope of uh, different Asian foods. But I also got another one there that I wanted to bring and show you today, which is the white rabbit candy flavor. Oh, that's right from um, from Chinese New Year, right? The candy. That's are- right. Yeah, that's right. The white rabbit candy, which is kind of like condensed milk. That's the best way to put it. But is it good? Okay, eat one. I want to see your face. Okay, I'll eat one at the, well, eat one at the end. I, I oh have had one already. I think it's very similar to probably your salted caramel. I'm just guessing. Oh, that woman sent me from Sweden. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. It, it's odd. That's what was weird about the cucumber ones too, is that they were kind of sweet. Like it almost tasted more like watermelon. Which is so funny because when you think of a cucumber, it kind of has that watermelon, like just the rind. Yeah, yes. Feel, right? And the freshness and whatever, but then in the <laughs> chip, I was like, and I, I will eat any kind of chips. Like I even went back and finished all of the salted caramel ones. Yes. I didn't fully enjoy myself, but I did it. Yeah. The cucumber ones, I had to throw them away. I let Greg and Charlie smell them. Yeah. And Greg said, oh, hell no. Well, you know, that's the adventure. It is. Right. It's that's part why of the we're adventure. Here. Yeah. That's why we're here to expose this community to, um, as much information as we can. For sure. For sure. And I think it's uh, good for them for just giving it a go, I think. Who, the Lays. makers of those yeah. chips? Yeah. 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 I mean, sure. <laughs> good on you. Are these white rabbit ones Lay's too? Yeah. They, they, I think that, you know, some, a company like Lay's can take risks like that without feeling like they're going to lose their entire audience. And, right. Yeah. There'll be somebody who loves a cucumber chip. There'll be somebody. And if they don't, you know, it'll be like a drop in the bucket for them. True. Yeah. Just one little potato flake in the bucket. Indeed. But I will say from the plane with P Lane uh, shipment, I'd learned a lot about you. 
Danielle. You I did? learned it did. I oh, always knew true. that we were we were regs plus dip gals. You know that that the chips are a vessel for the right. dip. For the dip, yeah. I didn't know though. After sending you those seven different bags of <laughs> regular chips, you know which ones you liked, which ones and you don't like thin flatties. You don't like a kettle cooked. Well, you don't mind it. I don't mind the kettle cooked, the plain flatties. Yeah. Not my favorite. And what we discovered, which I saved to the end, was um, my favorite, which is Ruffles Plain Ripple for a dip vessel. You like Lay's Wavy, which is a wider. No, ripple. no, what? I'm I'm old Dutch Ripple. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've learned something new. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think Americans have that. I'm pretty sure old Dutch is only in Canada. It, I think so. One of the bags I sent you was old Dutch and I think it was just Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. And I love them. And so for today's episode, we were like, okay, the chip. Yeah, yeah. Just pick your fave, bring your fave, bring your fave dip. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have a special other one to go with the artwork that you're going to talk about. Indeed. Um, so I have to admit, I have to tell you something. I don't like the sound of this. Well, so I am nothing if not prepared for this, for my podcast, right? Indeed, I like to always. plan, I do the research, I, I, you know, I put a lot of time and effort in. So I bought all of my supplies a few days ago. And you went through it. I ate all of the yeah. ripple yeah. chips and dip. It's yeah, all I- gone. That's a classic mistake, I think, Danielle. I mean, I bought this on Wednesday. We're recording right now so on a I. Friday. Yeah. And I was like, I said to my partner, get two, because I know what's going to happen. I'm going to see it in there and I'm going to go through it. I knew it. You're so. so smart. So see, what I did was I got it on Wednesday and yeah. I was like, well, it's fine because it's Wednesday. So I'll just eat half of the bag and half of the dip now, and I'll save the other half for the episode. But then sure. yesterday was Thursday. Yeah, I know. And it. I went to the studio and I had five datelines recorded. Yeah, that's that was the issue. Your true crime just makes the mouth, it's like a, you know, a, um, like a beacon or like there's yeah, some exactly. sort of Pavlov's dog situation. Yeah, there's a Pavlovian ding for yeah. you. Yeah. And so then I ate them all and then I didn't have time to get more. So I was like, you know what? A, PL will understand. I know what it's like. Like, well, you know, I had a, a buffer bag I know, for that so day. Smart. I didn't do that. And then okay. B, I did get a few emails from people last time around saying uh, that they were grossed out by listening to me and Martha Chu. I kind of liked it. I don't know. That's just me. It didn't but... bother me, but like I had a few people that were like, uh, I like the content but I'm out. I can't listen to you people eat. So I was like, okay, one last crunch. I that, you know what? That's actually why I finished the bag. Sure. We'll say that for you guys. It was for you. Mm -hmm. It was for you because yeah. Don't ever say Danielle didn't do nothing. That's right. (laughs) I give. Don't ever say that. I give it. (laughs) That said, I do have a full bag of the special things for the art that you're going to talk about. Okay. Sounds good. But now I feel bad because you've got your second bag and your dip. What dip did you bring? I have my hell of a French onion because just, just from access, but I do want you to tell me, tell, tell our fans here, uh, for art, for your ear about your Nally's man. Oh yeah. That was a pretty good story from our first trip around. Um, okay. So you guys, I think it's also a Canadian brand Nally's. I think so. It looks very Canadian. It does. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they have, I really like their dill pickle dip. They also, my favorite, and it's been my favorite since my undergrad days back in the 90s, bacon and onion. Yeah. I had it day after. Good, right? Really good. Smoky something. I thought maybe possibly too sweet, not sweet at all. No, 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 no. And with a ripple really chip. Really good. Yeah. It's a delight. So, um, Oh God, what were we talking about? Um, my mouth's watering now. Okay, you went yeah. so to- <laughs> I went to a bar um, in like, yeah, I was like in third year university or something. And my usual thing after the bar, people would be like, let's get pizza. No, I would go to 7-Eleven, get old Dutch ripple, bacon and onion, <clears throat> back to res, eat it till three in the morning. Um, really good for your body. But anyway, um, there we were at the bar one night and there was this guy... I think his name was Nick and he came up he was kind of 
dorky and you know like trying way too hard and he was kind of generally hitting on all like three or four of us just sure. hoping the best shot yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, I was just I was not interested at all and then one of my friends was making small talk and she said oh you know so are you a student or and he's like uh, no I actually work for Nally's and I was like hello yep. Yep. that's all Record I needed scratch. to hear <laughs> and I was like so what do you do for them he's like oh I just drive the truck and I'm like so um what's in that truck do you have, what do you got in there? You got, uh, is it just chips or you got, uh, you got a uh, cooler full of dip? What's going on there? Yeah. Um, so he told me all about it and I seriously considered dating him. Just, I was like, sure. is the, um, did you bring the truck tonight? Is it like, yeah. is it just out, parked out back? Yeah. Should we head back there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can I get a ride home? And he then didn't he, have, he didn't have it with him. <laughs> he didn't have it with him. Um, and so his name was Nick. Yeah. So for, for years after that, we just called him um, Nally's Nick. Nally's Nick. I kind of wish his name was Greg and that you married him and here we are today. <laughs> oh God. I would have. I know. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, that is a very funny story because that's all it took. It indeed. Yeah. yeah. I've got a bacon onion hookup, baby. You know, and I, I was he knows, in, so. he knows the way to your heart. Yeah. Through your, your mouth. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. That is actually the way. Um, so okay, so you at least go ahead and have have one of your right. baby, your your rippled lays. No. Oh nope. Rippled, rippled, rippled ruffle. ruffle. Yeah. Here we go with some dip. Cued up for you, for you people that can't handle this. Back up. What? Can't even hear you. I move that microwave. That was elegant. That is. It's like the perfect food. I can totally taste what I know what you're tasting right now. And I'm so jealous. Why didn't I, just, I control myself for one more day? You had, you had a good time. I did. I saw five crimes. Good. good job. And eight all in the world safe. Yeah. Um, and just, uh, you know, I, I noticed that like, I really like a tight ripple. Yeah. You like the looser ripple. I do. Cause the old Dutch, they're, they're bigger waves. They're making the bigger waves. Thicker. Is it? Yes. Yeah, I guess so. It's yeah. a thicker cut potato. Yeah. Russet, and uh, I also I quite like the ones with trans transparent bits in them. You know, yeah, I don't like that you when don't. you said that. You, but yeah, that's you the like thing. the Bernies. You like the burnt guys. I do, but that's why PL we would be good chip bag sharers. Yeah, yeah, because it's like I don't want those ones that you want, and you don't want the ones I want, and so it would be perfect. Totally, it's the same thing with fries. I have a very specific kind I like. What kind of fry do you like? I like a long limp. I like a long limpy limp. I like it. Well, not limp, but I like it to be a little soft like that. No, and no. my, my pal, my best pal, Ashley, you know her. She likes a short, sharp. Me too. Oh, there you go. I, I can't eat them. Not for me. I have okay. to have a square cut in to like, you know, cubed off. There's the type <laughs> A. Okay. This end is not going to work for me. Not at all. Well, and that's why we make a good, uh, Good pair for fry sharing. Yeah. Another potato, you know. Yeah, that'll be, that That's that um, podcast is coming out next coming year. Coming up later. It's more of a 2022 20, situation. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Should okay, we talk well, about some art? Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's do, let's do it. Can I just say though, I think that yeah. when we are in person together and, and go out for food, that's usually what we do when we are together. Mm -hmm. Do we actually talk about art? I want to say yes, you know. I want to say yes too, but I have a feeling we talk about food. <laughs> we talk a lot about food, but usually because we've come from an art thing. Okay. You know, and so we're arted out. True. I need to shove something. Time bait. for dip. Okay. Yeah. So, so now let's go. So I know what, who you're talking about because mm -hmm. we did this already. Um, but then I went and actually did some research and we have a snack to go with it. Yes, we do. Win-win. So go ahead. Who did you bring? So today, uh, I didn't choose a painter. I chose a photographer and installation artist, Sandy Skoglund. I've been a huge fan of Sandy's for a while. Uh, we follow each other on Instagram, and um, I used to teach her work uh, in back when I taught for college. And she's just really fantastic. She builds these amazing sets that have life-size models in them so it's not just the photograph that's the final product ever it's it's the whole installation um it's a sculpture and, and some of those models are alive like they're mo like they're human models but then Indeed. there's mannequins in there too right there's mannequins in there yeah. and of course like 
just giant fiberglass, you know, or resin sculpted objects. And uh, so a lot of her work uh, from the 80s and 90s are the ones that we'll be talking about today that I want to bring forth. And I was inspired by our snack theme. Yeah. So, um, but first, maybe let's take a look at uh, some of her pieces. One in particular that has been kind of, I think is really topical and coming back up is this piece called um, Germs Are Everywhere from 1984. Now, why do you think that's topical? No idea. Now. I'm not really sure. I don't okay. know. I Just don't, a sense I don't really you have? It. I have a feeling that pe- people are talking about germs for some Got reason it. and mm-hmm. uh, disease. and uh, yeah. But, you know, beats me. Yeah. Uh, and this piece is another huge life-size amazing set. One full color, totally green. Um, and it has a lady. She has rollers in her hair and she's watching TV. So a green TV. lady. Yeah. Lady after my own heart. Yeah. And the whole place is covered in what looks to be like little chewed up pieces of gum. Yes. And for somebody it's who so has, beautiful and so gross at the same time. Yeah. And if you can picture this, you're zoom back to 1984. Great year. Goonies has just come out. <laughs> and then you're, you're walking around, you're in a museum. You see this piece. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, and it's real gum. I just looked it up. Everybody listening, I'm going to, of course, as I always do, this will be in a big post on my site. And so you can hopefully be looking at these images as we're talking about them. But um, when Penny Lane first showed this to me, I, the first thing I did was Google, Google, was scroll. <laughs> That's scrolling Sandy. and Googling at the same time. Yeah, and Sandy. Um, and Sandy's Googling. Um, and it's actually, the materials list says wads of chewed gum. Great. And this was, you know, way before Copeland did it. <laughs> and so it's, I think it's just really fantastic. And it gives you kind of the heebie-jeebies. It in does. Because the right they almost look like little bugs too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I also have trypophobia. What's that? It's the sphere of clusters and holes and clusters of holes. People have told me, I, I wrote about some ceramics that had these little holes in it and somebody said that and she's like, okay, I, I'm so, I can't even look at this. Yeah. Yep. So that's what? it. Oh. <laughs> so like I looked at this in preparation for us today and some, a lot of her other work actually, and just of course dreamt about it last night because my mind is a sponge and here we are. And so like oh, I absorb everything that we see and then it manifests as a nightmare. Oh, that's great. So, yeah. Um, but only when it comes to clusters and holes, dead body, n- nothing. No problem. Yeah. Clusters and holes. I think that's maybe what I'm going to call this episode. Clusters, holes, and clusters of holes. <laughs> so they can be separate. And so anything that has a bunch of stuff in it, really like a bunch of little things. There's another piece by hers. Uh, we looked at Danielle, which yeah. is, um, it has snakes with a bunch of eggs. Oh yeah. 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 What year is that? That's the 96 to 2003. Oh, okay. And, um, it is a bathroom, which already gives me sometimes a little bit of germaphobe <laughs> heebie-jeebs. And the whole yeah. thing is like beige because of the eggs, like yeah. uh, a naturally a natural egg color and it's just covered in eggs um, and snakes and two nude women. Okay. So here's the thing. So you're bothered by the eggs, I'm guessing. Yes. Oh yeah. Snakes. No problem. See, I have a major snake phobia. Really? Oh, like can't even, I'm having a hard time with this. Interesting. I have a hard time with this because of the eggs. Okay. Let's look away. You, <laughs> eggs are no problem for you. Eggs are no problem for me. I, I don't eggs. like the giant snakes. I don't like how snakes move. Interesting. Yeah. I also grew up in the Okanagan Valley where we have like, you know, legit rattlesnakes. Fair enough. And how, so yeah. when we were little, you know, and you're playing around on the clay cliffs and whatever, you're told, be careful of rattlesnakes. They can kill you. So sure. I think it's always just been in my head. And then I moved to the lower mainland and there's, you know, garter snakes and grass snakes and kids are picking up snakes. And I'm thinking, you're taking your life in your own hands. Like, what are you doing? Mm. And they're like, what? It's, no, it's just a snake. But to me, it's a venomous, 
death trap. Even the ones that are not venomous. Because you don't know. Okay, fair enough. How about worms? Are you okay with them? I'm okay with worms, yeah. They okay. don't have fangs. Okay, so the fangs. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. The potential gotcha. death I don't like. What are you, sure. Why are you scared of a bunch of clusters? What's it going to do to you? I don't know. It has something. It's, it's irrational. That's the phobia. Meanwhile, I know, and I it's really, a thing. It really yeah. is a thing. I cannot believe that. I love, uh, I love eggs. I love them. <laughs> I like to say one egg is never enough. Oh, name the yeah. episode that that's the name. No, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, but once they're all put together, forget about it. All the eggs together. I don't like it. it really bothers. Are you me. afraid they're going to start hatching or something? No, I, it reminds me of like decay. That's the best kind of way I can think oh, about it. Okay. Like it, spores um, or something. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like, like spores, like rain on snow, like uh, lichen or pumice stone. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You know what? We're learning more about each other now. And you know what the problem is? Nobody heard you crunch. So nobody's bothered by that. But now there's everybody. What's your phobia called? Trypophobia. Yeah. So now there's all those people going, nope, I'm out. Sure. We're really clearing the room. Yeah, we are. We're going to be down (laughs) to like one listener who's cool with crunching (laughs) and clusters. And snakes. (laughs) And snakes. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Well, I will say this. I I really, I quite like snakes. I admire them. I think I like, I respect them. And um, so I have no problem with that. Oh, I've held lots. Yeah. There's a picture of me holding a huge, like Britney Spears style, except significantly more clothed and way less beautiful. (laughs) I was going to ask if you were in a bikini. I assumed you were in a bikini. No, of course, you know me, I'm wearing a full cardigan and (laughs) like up to your chin. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and holding this giant Python. Um, so, but I don't like, I usually am scared of the snake owner because for sure, a He's got a ponytail. Yes. Yeah. He's, you know, whenever there's a snake, there's a pony, a ponytailed man yeah. nearby. Um, and he always has more than one snake. And okay, here's my problem with that. Greg and I were somewhere in some city for, I don't know, this is back in our ad days and we were traveling somewhere and we were down at this beautiful waterfront and there's a dude with a ponytail, mm-hmm. a giant snake around his neck. And people are like, oh, cool. No, not me. I was like trying to get as far away. And I just really loudly sort of yell, screamed. I hate when people bring snakes. Okay. okay. And so now Greg, that's the big joke. Greg yeah. is always like, <laughs> don't you hate when people bring snakes? snakes? Yeah. And, but I was like, well, have a snake. Cool. Why do you have him around your neck in a public place? Yeah. Don't bring the snake. Leave okay. the snake at home. Leave the yeah. snake at home. Yeah. And then one time, Greg and I, when we first started working together, we were working at this ad agency and he, Greg was in charge of the Christmas party that year. And they always did like these ridiculous, like over the top Christmas parties. So they were doing like a carnival theme. So they had booked like fire breathers and jugglers and whatever. Well, he didn't know me well enough at this stage, but they hired a snake handler. Sure. I stood on the opposite side of that party with my back to the wall and my eyes on the snake for the full <laughs> hour die. of enter- pre-dinner entertainment, making sure I knew at all time where, what if it got down? That's true. What if it slithered across the floor, right at my leg, around my neck, dead? Right. Like, think well, it through. Think it through, people. No, and, you know, you don't, probably don't want to make that much eye contact with the snake, but you need to know where it was. I need to know where it is. I don't yeah. want to, yeah. I knew where the guy with the ponytail was. For sure. And I will say this, I mean, although I'm scared of the ponytailed man just by himself, <laughs> I'm glad he's the one owning the snake. And if somebody ponytailless was had the snake, I'd be like, ooh, I don't know if you know what you're doing. True. Like, I think it's a prerequisite. Like, yeah. they, before you buy your snake, they say, hey, how long's your hair? <laughs> how do you keep it? <laughs> okay, now we've alienated everybody. <laughs> Every dude with a man bun is like, I'm out. You guys, yeah. It's not the same. A man no, bun it's not even it's close. Not the same. We know what the snake guy is like. We know. Yeah, exactly. We are all picturing the same person in our mind. Yeah. So I will, let's go to the one that I I did want to talk about for today. That was the theme. You're not bothered by this? I am. I am bothered by it I was going to say. Yep. Yep. But you know, this is all about, uh, what is it in when you have OCD exposure therapy? Right. Okay. Is that what it is? Yeah. Um, And it's called the cocktail party. 
And it's really fantastic because it's a cocktail party room and everybody is covered in cheesies, cheese puffs or cheese doodles as they're called, I think. For I, know, I looked friends. up in the States. I was like, what do they call it? Cheese puffs, yeah. Cheetos, Cheetos puffs. Which is funny because I've got some Cheetos right here and on it in, en français, it's souffle du fromage. Ah, and think about really? like a souffle. Do you think yes. of, and then you think of this dirt bag snack. Yeah. So no. Yeah. Very branding. It is. Mm. Um, it is fantastic. This piece. It does make my mouth water because it is artificial cheese. It is like full walls, full floor, all the furniture, the people covered in cheesies. Yep. And they're very wormy. They right. are, yeah. Um, and I love just the the play theme of just cocktail parties like this and schmoozing and all the of that. Fakeness. Being, yeah, being very artificial, very cheesy, right? And that yeah. neon bright orange that like that's a Pantone color, like Cheetos orange, right? Yeah. So um I just think that Sandy's work is so just such a humorous and aware and very clever nod to all these things mm -hmm. and very pop culture and um and we were saying before we were recording about um you know how my whole thing is about making art accessible and letting people feel that they can enter any way that they want to and yeah sandy's work you were saying is such a perfect way because there's some humor to it absolutely she has a great quote about just um how the art world kind of rewards you know deep big concepts which is great but sometimes humorous work is how you can access work like how we can come in as an audience you know mm -hmm. it invites the viewer in um and everybody can relate to cheetos in some way mm -hmm. i for and one being like at a cheesy cocktail party that yeah. is super fake and you kind of wish you could just eat all of the snacks and go home yeah indeed and get out of whatever it is you're wearing put on sweatpants and put you know put a cheeto in your mouth like a retainer yes let's do that right now okay so this oh. is the other snack we brought so i have cheese pleasers cheese oh. pleasers are my number one choice yeah. i'm glad you brought them cheese pleasers i'm i don't know but could they be fully canadian well mine are old dutch oh they're you you need to get old uh, dutch to sponsor i know i should and it says there's a little picture of orange and red cheese it says more cheese taste Oh, good. I'm yeah. always looking for more cheese taste. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, we discussed this last time that because they have a slight curve to them that you and I both like to um, put them into our mouths like a retainer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yours is real, like a really well, like you know, you. Cheetos, I think, are really curved, whereas cheese pleasers are a little sh little shorties. Yeah. Yours might I just be them. like a top set, like a top retainer. Yeah. yeah. And, and then we let them melt in our mouth. Or do you cho chomp yours? A little both. Okay. A little both. Here we go. Uh-huh. Mm. Oh my god. Oh so good. Mm -hmm. You let yours melt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, could you hear that? Yeah. Like <laughs> dissolving. I often suck on I, them. I wear a night guard. And every night I do wish it was a Cheeto. I'm like, and it's one of those things where with Cheetos, you know, you don't get them that often. No, maybe. it's like at a picnic in yes. July at someone's birthday. A kid's party. Yeah. You know, Charlie has like, them every year. Yes, of course. You know, it's weird. They are perfect fishing bait. For fish? Yeah. Well, I guess that's what you mean. <laughs> yeah. That's how non-naturey I am. I'm like, <laughs> like for fish? So for, so for fish, you mean? Yeah. I know about clickbait. Yeah. <laughs> Fish love Cheetos. I would think that they would instantly dissolve the second they hit the water. They don't. You can actually even, because of the little, like, you know, styrofoam-like texture, mm -hmm. hook them onto your hook. Yeah. We Charlie has caught some huge trout. Wow. With cheesies. He lets them go. We don't keep the fish. But cheesies work really well. Because when he was little, he was too sad to use a worm. Sure. Um, but fine with catching a fish weird that's nice anyway for all Here's those fishermen out there yeah cheetos well fish um, like cheetos too 
makes sense. I bet you they wish it, they had that as their night guard instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something we never have, I mean, that often, but when it's around, you're like, oh, you're right. That's I why I bought that. a small bag. Okay. For this episode, because usually you can just find the giant family size bags. And I was yes. like, that will be a mistake. For sure. Which will be around long after we all die away. Like no. this nuclear orange kind of. I'll I mean, finish them later today. Oh, you'll finish them. I mean, if we didn't touch them, like we didn't touch them, you know, oh, like yeah. they're surviving the apocalypse kind of thing. Right. They're very. I wonder if Sandy likes them. I wonder if she ate a lot while she was doing that. Well, we'll have to ask her. Yeah. Uh, There's a great kind of time-lapse video on the actual installation of this piece Mm. um, that people should check out. It's fantastic. I'll put it in the And they can go see the the actual piece in person, like not the the photograph, which you can see in different places, but um, the set, all of them. Where are they all still installed somewhere? Yeah. They're in different museums that they're collected. I love yeah. it. Okay. Well, I will put all of that info into the post so people can go and see all the things. I looked up a few of her other pieces because I wanted to see if there was any other food. Oh yeah. Or, she has a number of foods. Yeah. I found a popcorn one, raining popcorn. Yes. Called. And then there was a lot of animals. So there's Revenge of the Goldfish. Yes. Which, which is lead- probably her most uh, famous one. Yeah. And then there is, um, Oh, there's squirrels and foxes and a bunch of green cats and some super creepy babies. Yeah. 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 She's so really I will interested post... in like two, the, like the natural world and the human world existing, coexisting on maybe different frequencies mm. coming together. Hence the naked ladies and the eggs and snakes. I think kind of more the series on like radioactive cats and ah. the wolves and those ones. Mm-hmm. Well, I will put all of that in so everybody can see. And then um, do you want another cheese puff before we talk about mine? Yes, always. One more retainer. Yeah. You know, got to work on our teeth. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yours are really a good shape. They're they perfect retainers. Shape, but the cheese pleasers, there's something about them a little saltier. I know, I know people are going to ask us, you know, soft or crunchy. Right. That's always a room splitter. Oh God, never crunchy, always soft. I could have like one crunchy in every 10 soft. I'm into it. Like a Hawkins. That's Canadian. Is it? Cheesies? Aren't like cheesies, Hawkins. I think that's a Canadian. I don't know. No. Okay. You know what? I shouldn't say that. It's probably not. It's probably from like Ohio or something. Well, I definitely would choose that over like a crunchy Cheeto, you know, the the flaming hot whatnots. Like I'm not as huge of a fan of those, but- I feel like I ate too many Hawkins probably in first or second year university mm. and just batches of my hair were falling out. And I'm like, related? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Stick with the retainers. You'll be way better off. Oh yeah. That's a healthier option. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go into dessert for mine. We don't have any Please. food to go with this, but um, again, I like that you picked sort of a snack themed piece to talk about. So I picked, uh, mine is a painting. I was trying to think before we talked about a piece that I've stood in front of that took my breath away. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot, but this was, um, I was lucky enough to go to um, Art Basel in Miami in 2016. And it was in the main show, this huge circular piece um, by a Chinese artist. I hope I'm pronouncing this properly. I think it's, um, I, I listened to the Google thing. I think it's pronounced Shu Zhen. It's Z. H-E-N. Mm-hmm. And this um, is one of his pieces from his Under Heaven series. It is crazy stunning. I've got a video that I actually shot when I was in Miami because I, I stood in front of this thing for probably an hour. It looks like insane cake icing, all different cut. Co- like he'll choose one palette and then it's all like this one is like pinks and purples and reds and creams and light pink. And it's just stunning. It's almost like an underwater cake experience. I love that they call it like a carved Baroque jungle. Yeah. That's really how it feels like a jungle of a Baroque jungle of cream, like the overtop over the topness of the Baroque. Yeah. And then the randomness of the jungle. And then just it's, it is very, it seems deeply sculptural, even though yeah. it is on that two dimensional plane. It's awesome. And you really like, there's so much to look at. Actually, does that bother you? All the little things? 
Weirdly, no, because when I look okay. at it from far away, it looks like one thing. Oh, okay. Right. And, and I think folks will be able to sort of see what I mean. You yeah. know, it looks like um, I can't see it individual enough. It doesn't right. look. It looks all blended together. Right. And maybe yeah. because the peaks and things are all different shapes. There's no consistent circles or something. And maybe if I were there in real life, yeah. like the way you were, perhaps, I, as I said, like I would still like it. It's just hard for me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. But it's, it's therapy. So you're okay. Yeah. And we'll, no, we'll they're not it. too uniform, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's what I reason. meant. It's sort of all over the place, but they, it was so interesting. Cause I, I did stand there for about an hour and I, so, you know, there's people coming and going wow. and I overheard people saying repeatedly, how much must that weigh? Yeah. Well, and how much must that have cost to make? Because it's oil paint. All of it. So he doesn't don't. add something underneath and then paint that thing right i don't no think so no i think past. it's all paint and it's it must take years to dry oh yeah years must be off gassing still now i can only imagine i wonder how much it shrinks too i don't know these are the other things that would be like so interesting to talk to him actually about how like you do the first one right do you go big the first time or do you do a bunch of tests and then you let those tests dry for a year so that you can see before you like go full on and do the big one? For sure. Because a lot of stuff could go sideways pretty quick. Like remember when I was doing those gouache blobs and they were cracking? Yeah. Yeah. And there was no way around that until mm. they dried to find out, right? Yeah. Um, and with this too, it's for, for folks listening, it's like a tube of paint per embellishment. Yeah. It's and I, so, uh, did I write down the dimension? It's, it's gotta be at least like, I don't know, like five, five foot round or something like that. I'll, I'll look it up. Pretty large, but you saw them in yeah. person. The one that you saw, was it huge? It was huge. Yeah. It was at least okay. five, five feet around. And, um, I mean, that's why, like I said, it was like, it was so much to look at because you could spend time looking at every little icing blob and ribbon of paint and, and he, it's like, you know, when you see cakes decorated on YouTube and they make those flowers and one side of the petal is hot pink and then it fades into yes. like yellow or something. Yes. And if you watch the videos, they show you how to put icing into the bag so that it, you know, comes, comes out, out that way. And yeah. so he does that with the paint because each blob has more than one color in it. Have you seen video of him making some of these? Like have, um, no, have there been some process shots? be really interesting to see that. Yeah, there must be, unless he keeps it secret, but. Mm. It's delicious. It looks. It is. Now, don't you wish this was called like paint cupcakes? Yeah, but you know, there's more, there's time. <laughs> there's time. We're there's around, time. right? And maybe yeah. that's what you got to send him, like send him a bag of chips and yeah. get him on the show. <laughs> yeah. Did you, rem just... do you remember how much it was? No, I don't. I don't know. Like, I think you had to inquire. Sure. And I did not. It's, it's definitely an inquire piece. You yes. Should have traded them some of your new GIF. Oh, Here. yes. Do you guys want any of my crypto um, NFT bit art? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, oh, I hope she's not listening, but I, I, I got to speak at Harvard the other day. Yes, I saw oh, that. Cool. Online. And the, yes. the prof was amazing. Yeah, online. Unfortunately, yeah. I would have loved oh, to have still, gone that would. I'm going there one, one day, day and one I'm day. going straight to the gift shop after the talk and getting myself a Harvard sweatshirt. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I get on the call and the professor who I really, really like said, oh my gosh, so are you like, what do you think of all this like crypto stuff and all, you know, and I was like, yeah, right. I had no idea. Got it. You know, so, and then, and then, um, yeah, she, just Google. Did she, well, we didn't get into it. Okay, you, you passed right by I, it. I was yeah. like, I don't know. I'm not even going to dip yeah. my toe. Sure. And then um, I was talking to my friend, Trey Spiegel, who will have been on the podcast already by the time people hear this. Great. And he's doing it. He's he's giving it a whirl this weekend. Oh. And we're going to see what he's doing it like as an experiment to see if he can sell this these like digital i don't know like sure. I, the whole thing i just wrote an instagram post about this yes um, yeah did you see it yeah that's why i brought it up yeah because i was like i don't know and i've read lots of articles and then my head my head starts to hurt yeah 
I don't know. Maybe it'll be like, maybe we'll look back on this and we'll be like, I was such a child that I had no idea what it was. And now that's (laughs) the only way we buy and sell art. Well, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of musicians start doing it so far. Right. And, um, these little clips of like music videos type things. And yeah, I'm not sure it, it makes my brain hurt as well. Well, cause you um, were an, you, you sold art for a long time in the gallery world. Very, like very physical, very heavy art, you know, like yeah. some Jen's work. Right. Um, so to remove that completely, I mean, I think it's exciting. I just, me too. I just I, don't know. Yeah. I know. Same. I've, I'm very perplexed. It's not that I'm like, oh, this is dumb. I'm just like, I, a, I don't fully get it. And B, it's like, okay, we'll see. It would be awesome to have somebody on the podcast, like eventually who has had some success with it. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm still paying attention. And people have been sending me really interesting DMs after I posted that going, actually, my husband is, you know, working, doing this sure. um, as one of the trading people. So it's like, okay. So I don't know. Like, we'll, we'll, I mean, I think it will all unfold quite quickly. I think we'll see. Oh yeah. I think it's one of those things that will either blow up or end pretty quickly. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Maybe by the time this episode goes up, people will be like, oh, why are these, this is so last week. Why are that really came and went? Yeah, Yeah. sure. Get with the program ladies. Yeah. Well, you know, we're we're too busy eating chips. So yeah. So we don't even care. Um, I think that's all the things. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. I really you know, loved seeing his work and I wish I could see in person. My goodness. One day. Yeah. It's, it's quite something. And you know, it's hard for me to pick something. Same with you. You've seen so much art in person when you stand in front of something. Sometimes like I can go to a show and five, 5,000 things take my breath away. Cause you can't believe you're standing in front of it, you know, for but sure. this was just visceral. This was like, it's really hard not to lick it. Yes. You know, you kind of want to know what the pink tastes like versus yeah. the, um, but they, they all taste like oil paint. Yeah. And yeah. oil paint, you know, tastes a very particular way. Yeah. So I wouldn't recommend licking it. Also, the gallerist won't, like, you'll be removed by security. Definitely probably have to buy it. Right? Yeah. 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 So don't lick got- paintings. Leave your snakes at home. Yeah. Well, we've taught so much today. Yeah. Just general stuff about, you know, being, <laughs> being in a social place. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome, everyone. Etiquette. Etiquette yeah. 101. <laughs> Um, well, that was so much fun. And I'm so glad we're not finishing by me trying a cucumber chip that's then going to leave me feeling kind of carsick for the rest of the mm-hmm. day. I think that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it really says something when the girl who will eat any chip doesn't want it. Well, there are lots of like, I think, you know, teach their own. And Yes. Yes. Right. So yes. some folks are going to hear this about our plain plus dip vessel and they're going to be gross yeah i know and if they're not grossed out by that i'm sure we covered something else that will gross them out always yeah that's the plan right we covered a lot of it yeah um okay well i will let you back to all of your consulting that you need to do um but thank you so much i always love eating junk with you talking to you laughing about stuff and talking about art always anytime you need a a junk buddy you know i'm here for retainer inserts and yes. uh, chip vessels. <laughs> Excellent. All Great. right. I will. Um, I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Okay. Bye. Well, as usual, Penny Lane and I covered a lot of weird stuff. <laughs> Hopefully those of you who hate hearing people eat felt really good about this episode. It was virtually silent during the eating part. Ah, yet another wonderful thing about Puffy not crunchy cheesies. Ooh, and speaking of cheese doodles, I just read this post on Sandy Scoglin's Instagram. Listen to this. Um, Okay, opened on February 25th, 2021. Installation view of the cocktail party at McNay Art Museum, San Antonio, Texas. Currently part of a group show on view through the summer titled Limitless. Um, And then she makes a little note. The epoxy coating that I painted on the cheese doodles in my studio in 1992 seems to be holding up after more than 30 years. (laughs) How cool is that? Excellent timing. So go check it out if you are near San Antonio. Uh, Limitless will be up until September 19th, 2021. 
Oh, so I will finish things off by saying thank you so much to Penny Lane for always being up for, well, literally anything. <laughs> and big thanks to you for listening. Everything that Penny and I talked about, from installations to videos, is on my site right now. So pop over to thejawscurator.com for a closer look. Ooh, and when you get there, I really hope that you don't hate snakes or have trypophobia. Anyway, <laughs> thank you again for listening to Art for Your Ear, now one of several creative podcasts designed to fuel your creativity, included in the CoLoop Podcast Network. There will be more Art for Your Ear next weekend. See you then. Mm -hmm.